0: I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times best-selling author of Take the Stairs.
1: Talk to you soon.
0: Well, if you're like me, reality TV is a little bit of a black box. You wonder sometimes, how does it work and what does it take to be on the show and you know what goes on behind the scenes? And we're so excited to introduce to you a friend of ours, a new friend of ours, one of our Brand Builders Group clients, Mike Johnson, who you may recognize <laughs> from the 2019, the 15th season of The Bachelorette and also Bachelor in paradise. He was super popular on the show. Um,
1: America's Sweetheart.
0: America's Sweetheart with the big smile. (laughs) What you may not know about, Mike, is that he is a former Air Force vet, has a sister who's in the service, has been to 30 countries, and is really building out his personal brand in a variety of different ways. One of the things that we've had lots of chats with him is about this direction he's working on related to intimacy and self-love and relationships. And so we've been working on some of that, but we thought it would be fun for you to hear from a real life reality TV star about how the heck it happened and what does it mean and what does it take? So anyways, Mike, welcome to the show.
2: (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. It's so weird when someone says reality TV star. (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I was at that event with you for Elizabeth from our team. Uh, and it was everywhere. like, man, we couldn't even have a conversation. It's fan, girls fanning on you like crazy. And uh, I'm just sitting there like, don't mind me. I'm just here to carry Mike's bags. Um, I'm here to to fold his socks and, and do whatever he needs.
1: Yes. So uh, we want to like help everyone get to know you a little bit pre- reality TV. So what on God's green earth possessed you from going from the Air Force to this financial world that you were living in? You were on this fast-tracked career path to going, you know what? I think I'm going to be a reality (laughs) TV star. I think I'm going to put myself on the Bachelorette. How does that happen?
2: Well, you know, they say success is never a straight line. It's a bunch of squiggly lines all over the place, right? That's, That's definitely the truth with me as well. Never did I ever think in a million years I would be on reality TV. Never cared to do it quite honestly. And that's no disrespect to the ones that do care to do that. I just had some pretty good friends in my life that thought I would be a good candidate for it. And they, one lady, she said, I would be the bachelor one day, even before I even watched the show. And then a friend of mine, after me bloviating to him about how much I wanted to be in a relationship and get married, after him laughing, he said, hey, you should try out for this show. And I was off work one day and was like, "Why not?"
0: So, so, <laughs> <didn't see> <laughs> so what? So what because happened? Was, did you see an ad? Did you go Google it or like, like no, what? What does that mean? Like, how do you try out for the show even?
2: Well, some of my castmates from uh, Hannah Brown season of The Bachelorette—they were handpicked. You know, they live in like certain Chicago, LA, New York, Miami type areas. Me down here in San Antonio, we don't get those opportunities, but there's still blessings all around. The way I did it was a friend of mine. He just DM me on Facebook, a uh, casting call link. Mm. And I was off work. And so that's the only reason I did it. And as a financial advisor, I thought to wear a suit because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm in that mindset. Hey, wear a suit. And no one else
0: was in a suit that day, but. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Stuck out.
2: Stuck out. <laughs> I even got on the news that day. It was kind of funny. And so
0: you went to a live in-person casting call. And you're standing in line with what? A hundred, a couple hundred people.
2: I was about, I'll say about probably eight to 1,000 people. Whoa. And I would say 10% were guys. So I could have found my wife that day, to be honest. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and I was just myself. I had How to Win Friends and Influence People. I had that book with me because I felt it would be a really long line. So I was just reading my book in my suit and making people laugh and being joking and talking to people, making people smile. And they liked me. I don't know how. I was so comfortable. It was when I tell people how comfortable I was and just being authentically myself and just not caring but just being myself that really resonated with the uh, casting directors I felt
1: interesting, and
2: so I did all together it was probably seven months of interviews wow in-person interviews to them flying me to LA to me going down to Dallas which is a big hub for that's the hub for Texas you know the phone calls background checks everything it was like I have a top secret security clearance. It was like that all over again.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Just making sure you weren't a stalker for the most Very part. Very true.
2: Very true. Not a stalker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's crazy. So then you get on the show. So what do people need to know about what it's really like, yeah, like what to happens? be on the show?
2: <laughs> long hours. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. It's such long hours. People think So I think it's like 100 hours of filming for an episode wow two hour a 90 minute episode with commercials right so there's so much filming you're up all hours of the night and so for those that watched it again i was pretty authentic i mean i was wearing my do-rag on the show because i felt that if we're on reality tv it should be reality there was Mm. no need for me to Mm. look perfect for the camera i felt that and i think that's why the audience resonated with me so much because i was just who i you know i'm the same person whether it's on tv or not my mom heard me curse for the first time that that. wasn't. That oh, wasn't cool. awesome. <laughs> Sorry, mom.
0: Sorry about that, mom.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I was definitely uh, embarrassed about that at first. But then the beautiful thing about the show is that it helps break you out of that shell from, for me, I don't want to speak to no one else. I have subgroups of friends. And like, I have my extremely professional group. I have my extremely, my day one friends that may not be as successful as I am now. And I've, in the past, acted different towards each group. Hmm. They're still a part of who I am. But when you're on TV, they're gonna see all of who you are authentically, right? And people that have had a bad experience on TV or a good experience on TV, I think it boils down to that person hasn't been able to see themselves fully. And so when you're on reality TV and they're doing so much filming and so many different scenarios, they produce your way, produce your way, your natural reaction is how you are truthfully, right? And so when people say they don't have a good experience, I think that they just haven't seen themselves before in different situations.
1: Do you think it's hard to be authentic on reality TV?
2: I think when you realize and understand that people like you more for being yourself because what you're actually doing is helping them grow, I think once you realize that, it becomes quite honestly easy. I literally forgot cameras were around me.
1: But how is I, that even possible?
2: <laughs> yeah. And I know, how- right? It's like I'm kissing a girl right here on my couch, <laughs> and there's like 20 people right there filming us. I, I just forgot there was cameras. I was just one of my goals for this decade is to be in the moment, you know, be present, focus exactly on what's happening right then and there. And that's what I did on the show. And by doing those things, you embrace it so much more, you feel it so much more. And that's my advice for how to forget that there's cameras around.
0: So how do you balance the like I'm trying to win a show with I'm also trying to be myself and like this need to kind of edit your behavior to make good TV or whatever? how do you reconcile all that? Or do you really just not pay attention to it and just do what you would do if nobody was there?
2: Good question, Rory. I honestly feel that I had an advantage because I never really watched the show. And -hmm. so I was not scared at all. And to me, it wasn't about winning. This is a show about love. And I took it as we're dating each other. Seriously, you know, and let's say that I don't want to use AJ, for example, but let's say there was a young lady that We found each other attractive. I'm not going to. Yeah, don't use AJ.
0: (laughs) You can't use AJ. I'm not. not, Hold on a second. Pause the tape here. (laughs) Out of here. (laughs) Out of here, Baden. Uh, Out of here. Uh, So funny. Um,
2: If there was a young lady that I was found attractive, just because we find each other attractive doesn't mean that we're compatible. And just because she's in a position of power, it doesn't mean that I don't have a say-so on who my heart desires, right? And so that's how I took the show. It wasn't about winning. It was all about finding a connection. And I think that's what propelled me to being one of America's sweethearts from that season.
0: And you think you can find real love on a, you know, manufactured show in a manufactured environment with handpicked people?
2: I think it's hard, but I think dating in 2020 is hard in in and of itself. I think that, well, I know for a fact, I've met a few of the couples that are now married from the show and I've spoken to others that are Are married from the show as well, been married for years, and so I think one of the biggest things when it comes to being on a show that's about love is having the real conversations. Like, okay, you live in Kentucky, I live in Texas. How are we going to make this work, right? Or you're a dentist and you have a very successful career in Kentucky. I'm a financial advisor in L.A. You know what are we going to do? And it comes to having effective communication and learning how to compromise when it comes to love. It's it's the same thing to me as being out in the real world. The only difference would be I get to see who you kiss. That's not me. When, if I was dating a girl in the real world, she may go on dates with other individuals. I just don't have to see that.
1: And that is such a good parallel that I've honestly never thought about until this moment. And uh, confession, I have never watched The Bachelor or yeah, The Bachelorette. Me neither. So I'm kind of a <laughs> novice in this world. And so when all these people were fangirling you, I was like, Like, is it that popular of a show? (laughs) And then all my friends were like, are you kidding me? It's so popular. But like the way that you just described that is like Match.com, eHarmony, Bumble, Tinder, Mm -hmm. all got together. Had a baby and then put it on reality TV, and it really <laughs> is the reality of how dating is today. Right. It is: In terms of, yeah, I'm going to check out all these people' profiles, I'm going to see what they're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at their picture, I'm going to chat them up, I'm going to meet with them, I'm going to meet with 20 of them, I'm going to narrow it down to the three I like the most, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it on all these different sites.
2: And you the have only, to be I'm sorry.:
1: I was going to say the only difference is that producers are the ones putting the collection together Correct. versus the whole app. It's really an interesting parallel that I've never thought about before. The
0: other thing that's hitting me too is like you go, Well, reality TV isn't real. Those are totally fake. When you go, Well, no, that is exactly how it is in real life. You (laughs) all fake (laughs) like you all pretend on your first date. You all put on a show. You all put on a performance. And it's really like I think that's gonna be such a beautiful part of your story as as we build out, like and see your personal brand unfold of like that's what intimacy is all about is getting beyond the camera, getting beyond the fakeness, beyond the pretense,
1: beyond pretending and just being your authentic being a real self.
0: connection, yeah.
1: Okay. Absolutely. So, all right, so I know everyone who uh, watches The Bachelorette other than me apparently already knows who you are. So, what has it been like after the show? Yeah. So, what have been some of the, the huge benefits of how this has <laughs> propelled your Notoriety and your online influence. I mean, you've got a huge social following. You're doing all this cool stuff. You've got all these brand deals. So clearly, there's been some good, even though you didn't. <laughs> even
0: I'm though you cussed blessed. in front of your mother. <laughs> <laughs> even though you cussed in front of your mom. Who Whoa, are you?
1: Sorry. Well, who does that? I would imagine she's also probably never seen you make out with girls before. Oh so. my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe
0: you did that in front of your mother.
1: <laughs> but I would imagine that is equal to the benefits. There's plenty of pitfalls. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Tell, tell us so. about
1: that. Post-show, what's it been like?
2: Post-show is crazy because you have, if people like you, whether they like you for whatever reason, good or bad, and they like you and they follow you on your social platforms, you now are an influencer. And I never even thought I would become an influencer, but that's what it is. And so I have everyone from middle schoolers yeah. to senior citizens following me on my social platforms. And one of the pitfalls is that I think Lady Gaga said it best. And she said it's so succinct. Fame could be perceived as prison. Because, for example, we're in self-quarantine time right now. This is real world, real time right now. And I had some friends, less than 10, because that's in Texas, that's the rule, (laughs) at my home. I was helping a small local businessman and we were doing all the proper precautions. But I had people saying a bunch of negative things towards me saying that I'm not being safe, I'm not quarantining, I'm being such a bad example. And I wanted to say, one, I have less than 10 people in my home. Don't you think I care about my safety? And then two, people always will have something to say, no matter what the case is. No, People told me to not get any more tattoos and I should get tattoo removal, but I'm being praised and I'm in Ink Magazine, the only bachelor to ever be in Ink Magazine. And so I look at it as being authentically true to you is just amazing. I can connect with people on such a deeper level. The beautiful thing of being on reality TV is that Whether you did good or bad, people resonate with you more. And people appreciate you for being you. People appreciated me for telling my struggle. My ex and I had a miscarriage. People appreciated hearing the male side of that, right? People appreciate the fact that I will say exactly how I feel and not care. And people appreciate the bad side of that is that certain people feel that I should watch my words. Certain people feel that I should, should not do certain things. But then if I fall to that, I'm not being authentic to myself no longer. And so for the longest time, post-show, it's been about trying to have a balancing act. But what I've learned and what my mom has always told me and what our moms have always told all of us is just, you know, be yourself, just to be yourself. And I think that's the most beautiful thing that is, I've already known, but it's truly hit home post-show. At the end of the day, I'm a beautiful human being and I can't help everyone, but those that I can help, I want to help them even more. And so I think that's what it is.
1: So it's interesting because, yeah, I remember as a kid, my mom saying, be yourself. And I'm sure you hear that. Yeah. I mean, I tell my sons that it's like, I want you to be yourself. And we've got this little mantra right now. My oldest just turned three and he's into this word weird. And so every day I help him say, I weird, I weird. He says, I weird, I
0: weird. (laughs) You weird, daddy. You
1: weird. (laughs) Mommy, you weird. Mommy, (laughs) Mommy, you weird. I'm like, yeah, I'm (laughs) weird. So it's like, he's got this mantra, I weird. But I would love to know, like, what's one tip that you would say? Like, how do you be you? Like, how do you be yourself?
0: Particularly when you have the, because you have the pressure of a camera and you have the pressure of the world watching when you're most incentivized to do something that's not you to be like a polished version of yourself.
1: And I mean, even like even post-show, just people are now watching. Because
0: they're watching Mm -hmm. you, they're following you on social media.
1: How do you do it?
2: I think it's even bigger post-show because during the show, you can't see the comments, right? Post-show is when you see the comments. That's when people respond to you. And I think to answer your question, it's like one of my models, or it's not my motto, I've stolen it. I mean, it's been said hundreds of times before, but the thing that gives you the most butterflies do that. And so what has always given me the most butterflies post-show is just, I used to get so nervous and try to polish myself and I would get so many butterflies, but the way and the antidote to those butterflies is just, again, embracing your uniqueness and knowing that you're not going to be able to make every single individual fall in love with you, but the individuals that do fall in love with you are true fans of yours because of how authentic you are. It's just like dating. I can't make a hundred girls like me, but for the 20 that like me for me, those 20 will really, really ride with me. And that's what most important is. And I can pick a one out of that 20, because if I like the rock, he's the most famous person on all of social media, not just to include Instagram, but Facebook and all different forms. He curses, he's really big in the gym. He focuses on embracing the pain, being authentic. And so I think that to be succinct, when we can be introspective and do exactly what we feel, but of course, being a good human being, that's how you win. That's how you connect with people. And that's how you can propel your career, whether you're like me, a reality TV star, or like my former self, a financial advisor, or someone that is a wife or a husband. Like yesterday, for example, I did an IG live and one of my insecurities as I'm a growing aging man at 32 years old, my hairline is starting to go back. And a lot of my fans are 21, right? And so I'm thinking, I'm competing with like a 22 year old guy, 21 year old guy, but in all actuality, my fans like me because the strength that I have. And so I make fun of it. My love language in one way is just to laugh, right? And smile. And so I went like this on the camera, I said, hey, does anyone know about some medicine that I can use or some nutrients that I can use to help me with my insecurity of losing my hairline, right? And someone said biotin, And so I think that's what makes people resonate with you so much more.
1: No, I think that's, that's so good. And that's so true to this whole concept of building your personal brand, which is a huge part.
0: Yeah. in the intimacy and in I think just the honesty with yourself. I mean, if you're building any personal brand being honest about who you are and what you're truly passionate about. People see that and they are attracted to it or they see you being fake and they are repelled from it. So one last question before we let you go though, Mike, where should people go if they want to connect with you and uh, kind of learn more about what you're up follow your journey and then kind of see what's going to happen from here.
2: Absolutely. Mike Johnson one underscore that's going to be on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, I don't know how people find me, but just Mike Johnson. I don't know how they find it. And MikeJohnson.com is coming soon to a domain near
0: you. (laughs)
1: Uh, Uh Uh, We can't wait to continue to watch you on your brand journey. Uh, We have some insider info on all of the amazing stuff that's in store for you. We're not going to share your secrets. Everyone's going to have to stay tuned. Follow Mike, stay in touch with us, and we'll see you again on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Last words, I would just say, make sure we all keep our mental health up and make each other laugh during these quarantine times.
0: That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news one of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it